Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Everybody doing okay? So, hey, my name is Larry. And, and I, I'm happy to be here. I'm really happy to be here. All right, real quick, here's the deal. We're going to talk about something today. What I need is, I need your attention for a second. Let me preface this with a couple things. Um, I know that sometimes adults don't treat you guys as old as they should. And I'm going to make you a deal tonight that I'll treat you that way. Okay? But that's going to go a, a couple different angles. You guys need to do the same thing back at me to prove it. So that means, and here's the deal. Where's the sixth graders at? Okay? All right, listen up. A couple things, sixth graders. Shh, I'm talking. You're not. Okay, listen up. In a, in a few weeks, you will be over in the other building, and you will be in a core class with yours truly as the teacher. And there's a couple things you will find out. One is, and this is going to come into effect a little bit, is you bring your Bible to my class, because when you don't, you either have to sing a song or do push-ups or something like that. That's the truth. Right? Here's the other thing. Listen up. Shh. I will meet you guys in the middle. I will treat you guys as old as you act. But in order to do that, there's two words, and I will, and I will reference these two words pretty frequently when I'm speaking in junior high. All right? The two words are? Grow up. All right? So listen up. Shh. And here's how you grow up. Is you, talk, you don't talk when somebody else is talking. You give the person talking your attention, and you let the people around you listen, okay? That's all you got to do. You're going to have a lot of time when we get done tonight to talk about stuff, all right? And we're going to go through a bunch, a bunch of stuff today. I need you guys to pay attention because I'm going to move kind of fast. Okay, we've been talking about this thing of all in, right? You got the guy jumping in, and you're all in. What we're going to talk about today, and Sam already said this, was courage and what... Um, Courage is kind of what you need to start off this all-in. You can't really go all-in without courage. And I think what happened was, well, let's do this. Do you have the definition of courage for me, Baylor? Before we do that, let's talk about what courage is. Courage, listen up. Courage is not not being afraid. Courage is being afraid and doing it anyway. Now, I know to a lot of you, courage is a big word right now because you went and saw Cinderella, and she said, What? Have courage and be kind. And she said that like a bajillion and 52 times in that movie, right? Have courage and be, be kind. We're going to talk about courage. But listen up. Courage is not not being afraid. It's okay to be afraid or scared or worried or nervous or whatever it is that comes out for a fifth and sixth grader or a fourth grader. Courage is when you're afraid and still doing what you need to do and still doing the right thing. That's what courage is. Now, here's a little backstory, real quick. Um, when they talked about this class, I think one of the reasons why Sam asked me to be the speaker on this is, most of you do not know me. I've been around here for a long time. But prior to 
two years ago, for 30 plus years, I was a policeman. That's what I did for a living. And I had a fun time. I was, I was the kind of guy, I got in gun battles and fist fights. That's what I did. So I, obviously there was a need for courage in my job and my side job, just in case you, and this is, I can prove this by the way. So you guys know, I'm the real Batman. Okay, shh. Those are stories for another time, but I am the real Batman. Case in point, all right? So listen up. Here's what we're going to do today. Shh. Come on now. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through this thing, courage. I'm going to give you some ideas on courage and what it takes on courage. But I want to talk about something with courage real quick. There's two different types of danger that require our courage. And we're going to focus on one. But the first one is sometimes there's physical danger, right, when the monsters are chasing us. All right? Sometimes they have that going on. But... There's also emotional danger where people make fun of us and tease us. And that's a big deal. Listen up. I need your attention on this because this is very important. I'm going to address this later, but I want you guys to understand something. We can have a contest right now and say, hey, who's got the best bike crash? Or who's been hurt the worst or whatever? And I would say, yeah, one time I was mowing my lawn and I mowed over a hanger and a piece of the hanger came off and went through my work boot into my big toe. And, and it hurt. But you know what? Here's the truth. Listen up. It doesn't hurt now. But emotional stuff, where like somebody wrote something when I was in sixth grade in the sixth grade yearbook, there's a kind of a, a, a mean comment. I still remember that, and I'm old. All of us could probably think about a time when we were really sad, and if we thought about that again, we can feel sad again, right? That's the power of emotional pain, and we're going to talk about that in a, in a little bit, all right? So here's what we're going to do, though. Um, we're going to talk about these different types of courage. In order to do this, so we're going to reference a guy that I really like, a guy named Peter. We're going to kind of go through Peter's life a little bit, and because of time, I'm going to go a little quicker than I had planned to. Here's what we're going to do. First is, like I said, we're going to use the Bible. There's going to be a lot of verses up here. We're going to flip through these verses. I'm going to point out some points about Peter, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to make this fourth, fifth, and sixth grade friendly and give you guys something to take away. You feel me? Aye. Aye. Here we go. First thing is this. We have in... In Matthew 4, we have this, this, time, this time where Peter, can you put it up on the screen, baby? What we have in this is he says, Jesus walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting nets into a lake as they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And once they left their nets and followed him. Understand something with, with, with um, Peter. He fished for a living. That's what he did. And Jesus, he met Jesus, and he, and he quit doing what was comfortable to him, and he went to where he didn't know where at the time. Is that courage? Yeah, good. Second point is this. The next one we're going to have is going to be um, in Matthew 16. Well, I'll just tell you what happens here. Jesus is sitting around with the disciples. You want to put that up on the stage for me? Yeah. I want, uh, and he says, who do people say that the Son of Man is? He's talking to his disciples. That's the group. I want you to notice something on words here. And they said, who are they? And who replied? They replied. So all these guys say something. They think you're John the Baptist or Elijah or one of the prophets or whatever. And then the next part is this. But what about you, Jesus asked? Who replied here? Simon Peter said, Peter said, you are the Messiah. Now take courage to stand up in your friends and say who Jesus was. Is that something that's tough for sixth graders? 
Is that hard for a sixth grader to stand up at your school and say who Jesus is? Yeah, it is. You lie if you say it's not. All right? Then we get, things get kind of goofy. Okay? Then what happens is Peter is talking with Jesus. And Jesus says, hey, I'm, I'm going to go. He's on the way to get crucified. And he says, I'm going. And Peter says, hey, I want to go with you. And Jesus says, no, nah, you can't take this. And Peter says, I will die for you. Jesus said, no, before the night's done, you will deny me three times. Now listen up. We throw Peter under the bus sometimes at this point. Like, Peter's the guy who betrayed Jesus. Or Here's the thing. He said he'll die for him. I think he believed that. Because what happens next, just a few verses later, they come to arrest Jesus. And Peter carries a sword. Did you know that? Homie's got a sword. Because of what he does, he takes a sword. I think it's... And... He cuts a guy's ear off. Yeah. Now, Jesus puts the ear back on and whatnot, but listen up. Shh. I need your attention right now. At that point, Peter, I think, was willing to die because it was a physical danger, and he was going to fight. Carried a sword and cut a guy's ear off. He was going to fight. He was going to be courageous at that point. But then we know what Peter's most famous for, right? He's sitting around a fire. There's a fire. He's sitting around a fire with a bunch of guys. Now I think, and, and, this, and, the, and the servant girl says to him, hey, you're one of the guys that was with him. And he says, no, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't me. And, and three different times he denies Jesus. And I want you to understand something. I, don't, I think there was a possibility that he was gonna get hurt physically. You know, hey, you're attached to this guy, we're gonna hurt you too. I think his biggest worry, my opinion is, he's with his peers. He's with a bunch of guys that would be dudes he would hang out with. Kind of like going back to school after Superstar. Right? Now you're back with the regular people. You're not with the bustle of people you know. Now you're with these other people, so you're going to try and fit in. And he denied them three times. And then when the rooster crowed, Peter cried and ran off. And we're going to leave Peter B for a second. I'm going to give you guys... We're going to finish up this part. I'm going to go kind of quick here. We're going to finish up with I'm going to give you something to take with you, a way to be courageous now. All right? First thing is this. We're going to have a couple go-to verses. First one is this. I would like Luke 10, 25 and 26 up on the, up on the if you could. On one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inter inherit eternal life. What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? And this is important. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then we have Luke and John 14. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I'm going to give you three things. Listen up. And I always do things in three because it's easy number three. You want to be courageous at your school? The first thing is this. Listen up. It's obedience. And that starts at home, by the way. If you love me, you'll keep my commands. You love God with all, everything you got, and you're going to keep his commands. How do you do that? Number one is obedience. One is to your parents. At home, you do what mom and dad say. At school, the teachers and other authorities. Paul writes about that, about the authorities and everybody. You should be obedient. Now, is that going to cost you something? Let's be honest. 
are the goof-off kids kind of popular? The kids are kind of getting in trouble. They're kind of popular, right? The ones who kind of get in trouble, it's almost like a bragging thing. Man, I got in trouble today. Oh, you're so cool. It's kind of a popular thing. And right now, even some of you knuckleheads are pointing at people, right? Here's the deal. One is, it's not cool. Straight up. It's not. Second thing is, it's cowardly. It takes courage to do the right thing. I call it social courage. It takes social courage to do the right thing. That's the first one. Second one is this. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. And then what happens, if you read further on in that passage, the guy's trying to test Jesus. See, and he says, well, then who's my neighbor? And Jesus tells a story you're all familiar with about the Good Samaritan. Understand something. The guy who got beat up, who's laying in that ditch, before he was beat up, he would have made fun of, he would have not talked to, he'd have been a jerk to the Samaritan. We all have people at our school that are mean. Now, listen up, rabbit trail. Some of you people in here are the mean ones, and I'm going to talk to you in a minute. But some people, there's sometimes there's people in our life that are just mean to us, harsh to us, say things about us, or, just, or maybe they just get on our nerves. And maybe we're quiet and private about it, but with our friends, like, oh, my gosh, she's such a jerk. We get all worked up about them. I used to have a, this gal that used to have just drive me crazy, right? My wife would say, um, what do you, if a fly lands on you, you're like, oh, a fly. You don't freak out, right? You just flip the fly off. Just do the same with her. No, I'm not supposed to flip it off. I'm supposed to love her. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's not an easy thing to do, right? Because we have those people, and listen up, here's the courage. It's going to cost you something to be nice to those people that aren't nice to you. One is, they may be a little bit meaner. Doesn't matter. Your friends may say, hey, what are you doing, man? This person's mean to us. Why are you being nice to them? Love your neighbor as yourself. But there's a second part of this neighbor that we're going to talk about. And this is a big, big, big deal to me. Big deal. Jesus' brother James talks about this in the book of James. The prophet Isaiah talks about this, and that is for us to look out for widows and orphans in need and distress. And those in distress. There are people at your school, listen up, that people aren't nice to. People don't sit with them at lunch. People laugh at the way they wear their clothes, lack at their athletic ability or lack thereof, lack of, of something about them, and they make fun of them. One is, if you're in this class and you're in here right now and you're one of those people that do that, first one is this, shame on you. Second one is knock it off. You're better than that. I'm, I'm challenging you guys. There's people at your school that's in love with your neighbor. Those are the people that need your love too. There's three ways. Be obedient. Love those who aren't nice to you. And look out for and take care of those that need help. And let's pick up Peter again for a second to end this thing up. I may have a couple more minutes. In John 21, one of my favorite chapters, I did a little study on this recently, and I find this pretty interesting. Here's what happened with Peter, right? Last time we talked about Peter, he was at a campfire. Denied Jesus. And then what happens is he sees Jesus a couple times. He's still not really sure, and he does. This is a great verse to memorize, by the way, because it's an easy one. He said, you know, guys, you'll like this one. Peter said, they asked Peter, what are you going to do? Jesus, you know, Jesus, we're not sure what's happening. What do you want to do? And Peter said, I'm going fishing. 
That's what he said. This is the Bible. I'm going fishing. So he gets in his boat and he goes back out. Jesus shows up. Peter jumps in the water. He goes over, has breakfast with Jesus. Jesus asks him the same question three times. Three because of three denials, right? And basically he challenges Peter to take care of his lamb and to feed his sheep. He challenges Peter like I'm challenging you guys right now. He challenges Peter to do this for people. And then what happens is, we have this Acts chapter 3. Peter gives a sermon. And in, in, in the result of this, I don't know, 3,000 people, a bajillion people, eventually, come to know about Jesus, become followers of Jesus, and get baptized that day. And because of that day, to a certain degree, that's why we're here right now. Because that started, all of this was that deal. But, here's the thing. Something happened, something happened between Jesus telling him, take care of my sheep, and him making that sermon, him giving that sermon. What was it? It's in Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Hold that one up for me, anyone? Then Peter, I'm going to read this, because I don't know what version that is. I'm going to give you something different in this. Let's take it off there for a second. Hmm. Listen to this. Then Peter stepped forward. What did he do? He got all these, you guys, here's the deal. Listen up. I'm going to go Larry Stout on you for a second here. Listen up. You guys have gotten a bunch of challenges, right? People told you, let's do this and let's do that. So what? You can hear it. I can hear a lot of stuff. But until I do something, until I do something, until I step forward, so what? It's just words, right? Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.